words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts being always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Winston Churchill once said, you make a living from what you get in life. You make a life from what you give. I don't know about anyone but myself. And what I know about myself is this. Greed holds me back from being more giving. This past Lent, I decided I would try and strengthen my giving attitude. So I decided I would uh, pay for anyone's order at Starbucks behind me in the drive-through lane over there by Eastwood Mall. And it went great for a while. The orders were, you know, about $2.50, you know, it went great. And then one day, one dark day, <laughs> I asked the girl at the drive-thru, Linda, how much is the order behind me? She said $25.32. I said, forget about it. It's too much. Long ago in India, there was a man who went out and was trying to catch one monkey. And so he chased some monkeys around in the jungle. A little boy watched this man trying to catch the monkey. The little boy waved to the man. He said, come on with me to the village. And the man followed the little boy to the village, and he took him to his dad's shop. And he showed the man a pot, a round pot with a long cylindrical uh, opening to it. And he said, buy this pot. The man said, well, okay. So he bought the pot, and the little boy took him back into the jungle, and the little boy took the pot, and he put it down on the ground, and he put some nuts by the side of the pot. Then he put a whole bunch of nuts down inside the pot, and he said, come on, let's go a few hundred yards away and wait. And the man said, what are we waiting for? He said, a monkey's going to catch himself. He said, really? He said, yeah. He said, as soon as the monkey puts his arm inside the pot and grabs the nuts, he won't be able to pull his hand back out. And I said, okay. So sure enough, an hour or so later, they heard this monkey crying in the jungle. And they went and they found the monkey sitting there with his hand stuck in the jar, holding the nuts. And all the other monkeys running around the other monkey. And the man just put his sack over the monkey and picked it up. The monkey wouldn't let go of the nuts. He trapped himself. We only possess the things that we're free to let go of. Otherwise, most things possess us. Long ago in Birmingham, a billionaire died. An Episcopal priest was doing his graveside service. The Episcopal priest got there and there were hundreds and hundreds of people there to pay their respects to this great man. They had the little tent over the uh, casket, flowers on top of the casket. People were milling about. And the priest heard one man say to another, how much do you think he left behind? The other man said, all of it, he left all of it behind. <laughs> Every single bit. 
leave stuff behind one day. All that we'll take with us is the love we've shown and the love we've received. The material things will all get left behind. There was a man who was near death and the angel of death came to visit him, told the man that they had to go and try and enter the pearly gates. The man said, you know, I've worked hard all my life and saved up my money. And he said, I, my wife doesn't even know about it. I've got some gold bars stored down in the basement. He said, can I go get a suitcase and put some gold bars in it? And the angel of death said, well, you know, it's against company policy, but okay. So the man came back with a suitcase full of gold bars, and they went to the pearly gates. St. Peter stopped him, and he said, hold on, fella, you can't enter here with that suitcase. What's in there? man opened up his suitcase and St. Peter looked at it and he said, you brought paving stones? <laughs> there was a woman who had a wealthy husband and they were having the funeral service and the night before the funeral service and the casket was open at the funeral home. One of her friends went up with her to stand by her husband whose casket was open. And her friend saw the woman put a piece of paper inside the casket. A week or so later, she asked her friends, you know, what was that? Was that a note or something you put inside your husband's casket? She said, no, it was a check made out for our entire net worth. He can cash it, it's all his. <laughs> In 1949, my family hired a young black woman named Margaret Brown to come and live with our family. Margaret Brown became part of our family. She lived with us six nights out of seven. Now let me give the disclaimer. I make no peace with a society that gave women like Margaret Brown no better chances in life than to spend their lives cleaning and cooking in my family's home, but that was 19. 50 in Birmingham, Alabama, and that's the way things were. Margaret Brown was a deeply spiritual woman. She prayed daily. She read me those horrifying stories about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel in the lion's den. She was a loving presence in my life. But on, on Sunday, she spent all day on Sunday at her church. And my dad told me, late in his life, after Margaret Brown had long since moved on and no longer lived with us, he told me something about Margaret Brown. He said every week when he would write her a check for, I don't know, say $50, every week Margaret Brown signed over the entire check to Sister Louie at her church, 100% giving. In my last year of seminary, a few months before graduation, I called up my mom and I asked her where Margaret Brown was staying and she gave me a telephone number and it, it was a place where Margaret had been staying, but they gave me another number. And finally I found where Margaret had been living and the man said to me, Mr. Bagby, I've got bad news. Margaret Brown passed away just a month or two ago. My heart was saddened. Then he added something. He said, you know, Mr. Bagby, Margaret Brown was the most respected member of our church. When 
she came to church and walked into the church, everybody stood up. I guess so. It was a 100% giving plan. None of us are going to be able to give the way Margaret Brown did. Margaret Brown's meals were taken care of. Her clothing was taken care of. But Margaret Brown did the best she could in giving. She gave it all to her church. We can loosen our grips some. We can free ourselves a little. But fear holds us back. Fear always believes there's not enough to go around. Love always believes there is enough to go around. Bill Yon and um, Bill Carradine were the architects of the stewardship plan that the Diocese of Alabama has been uh, using as an educational tool for decades. It's called the Alabama Plan. It's used by dioceses all over the Episcopal Church. Bill Carradine died last week. Bill Yon died a number of years ago. But Bill Yon used to travel around this diocese presenting the Alabama Plan, talking about proportional giving, not tithing, but proportional giving, giving some percentage or proportion of your income to the church. And Bill Young used to like to tell lay people that the way they should fill out their pledge card is to do it with a pencil and stand in front of their mirror and write down a number on their pledge card and look up at the mirror and see if there was a smile. If there wasn't a smile, he said, erase it, put another number on there. Keep erasing until you find a number that makes you smile. Jesus warned his followers about all kinds of greed. He told them their lives did not consist in the abundance of possessions. And then he told a parable about a wealthy man whose land had produced great wealth for him. And the man wondered what he should do. And he decided to tear down all of his barns and build bigger ones. And then he said to himself, I will say to my soul, soul be merry and eat and drink because we have great abundance of wealth. God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And these things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. We make a living from what we get in life. We make a life from what we're able to give. The millionaire who died gave millions and millions of dollars away to charity. Margaret Brown was not able to give millions and millions of dollars. She never saw millions and millions of dollars. She simply gave everything she had to her church. None of us are going to be able to follow that example. Jesus taught his disciples to pray for their daily bread. But he also taught them to lay up for themselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Love believes there's always enough to go around. Fear believes there isn't. May each of us become more generous in giving and loosen our grip on what holds us captive like the monkey. Because after all, it's just nuts.